Hello, everybody. Before we get into the episode tonight, we wanted to take a minute to recognize and acknowledge uh, the continued issues uh, primarily affecting people of color, black people here in America, uh, most recently the events that have taken place in Wisconsin and the chain of events that have transpired from it. Um, our show is traditionally a show of fun and a, a good-natured show talking about things that, in the grand scheme of, of what's happening, don't matter a whole hell of a lot. So we wanted to take a quick minute to just share our thoughts and uh, our solidarity with everyone before we go into tonight's episode of the Casual Hour. But I uh, wanted to let Chase and Johnny chime in here and have their their say on what's going on as well. Yeah, um, shit's still bad. That's that's the that's the headline here. Um, you know, we've been dealing with this a lot in St. Louis. Um, we've had a, his, a history of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and protests that have that have come out of uh, unlawful police shootings and. Then those things have have bubbled back up this year, and pandemic stuff certainly hasn't helped any tensions. Well, that's um, and then we hear about another story today, and it's gaining a lot of traction. Uh, we've got professional sports teams going on strike or taking games off. And, you know, it's it's a it's a weird situation right now. Uh, but I mean, we're, we're, I kind of feel like we don't have like one, we don't have a big platform here. Uh, we're, we're not, we're not no. streaming out to a ton of people. Um, and two, and two, we're, we're just, we're kind of three white dudes who are, who are in positions yep. of, um, I wouldn't say power, but I would say of uh, privilege for sure. And, totally. and I think it makes it hard for the three of us to really speak up on issues like that. Like it's maybe like not our place or something. But um, I do want to make sure that we are at least, at the very least, putting out our support and yep. our allyship to, to those who are uh, being affected by this worse than any other groups out there. And, uh, you know... I, you know, I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because that is so loaded and full of shit these days. It's not going to get the job exactly. done. Yeah. Uh, but know that we are definitely thinking thinking of you and our hearts are with you. And, we, you know, November's right around the corner. Yep. Um, Fucking register. Get registered. Go vote. Um, the thing that I... Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Chase. Thanks, Chase. The thing that I always come back to is... If I feel this tired and exhausted from all of this, I can only imagine what it feels like to be a member of a group that is actually enduring uh, all these these tragedies and has basically since the founding of our country. So, um, yeah, it's it's real shitty, um, but we will continue to position ourselves on what we feel is the right side of history. You have allies here at the show and always will. Uh, I appreciate both of you guys being great hosts, but also great people and standing up for what we need to stand up for. Um, if you don't know how to get involved, you know how to get a hold of us. We're, we're not the best resources, but we'll definitely point yeah. to the right people. I mean, we, we mentioned voting. To try and make voting some change. is important, but also voting is one piece. Yep. Voting, voting alone is not going to fix the problems that we have, um, even if it can make a, a pretty large dent. 
thank you for letting us have the opportunity to tell you guys how we feel. And uh, we're going to stop here and get into this week's episode of the casual hour. Thank you for your support and your solidarity. Welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about wanting to know the prices of next-gen consoles. Tell me, you cowards. Joining me, as always, the gamer on the go, Chase Kennedy, and the me. gamer that needs to go, Johnny Amzich. Yo. Gentlemen, welcome to the episode 182. It is August 26, 2020. That's my lucky the number. The date this episode. Congratulations on a lucky number, because there's no luck at all out there, Chase. It's fucking terrible everywhere. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's Make my own good. luck. It's good. Shit is literally on fire. Literally on fire. Games are good, though. Games uh, are good. Games Games are some of the best games have been in a while, if you ask me. When when they're coming out. When they're not being delayed. Yeah. When they... I, I, I've been keeping a running list each month of games that I've played, and August is by far the largest of new games for me. Interesting. I. It might be the same for me. I'd have to go back through my list. Uh, August has been a good month. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah, Johnny's still trying to beat Persona 4. Um, <laughs> hey, I can say that now. Um, Did you beat Persona 4, or you're trying to beat no. Persona 4? Yes. Okay. I'm trying. No, I'm not talking to you, Johnny. I know you have. Yeah, but your ears pick up when you hear that, though, Johnny, because you know it's true. You <laughs> yeah. know it's true. It was a saga. Uh, well, I hope you guys are doing good. Chase, uh, I know that you had a bachelor festivity this past weekend. Oh, I I'm hope that so that was a good time. I'm so fucking tired. Oh my god! Yeah, you, how are you sleeping though? That's the question. Uh, I'm well, good and bad. <laughs> so like that, the bachelor party. We, you know, we uh, drove nine hours to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Uh, nine hours in a, a very large van. It was a very large van, but it's still a large van packed with ten. Dudes. I'm a very large man that likes very large vans. True, but uh, it is still packed with ten dudes, and uh, you know. Sounds like my kind of party, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, uh. the the place was really cool. We had a we had a great time there. Uh, we played played some poker, uh, hung out in a hot tub. Uh, just ten dudes in a hot tub. <laughs> you know what? Only, only it, they said it was a twelve person hot tub. I think we could really just fit nine in there comfortably, and and like one or two. I've guys, boiled hot dogs before. Like hung out around. Yeah, um, but it was really pretty. The it rained quite a bit, but even then. It was just really gorgeous out there. I, I'd never been. I've been to Tennessee, but I haven't been to the. Uh, and that was really Chase. cool. And uh, we got to play some games, too. Um, some guys brought uh, their N64, and we played some Mario Kart and some Smash, and uh, that was cool. And then Did a you bunch of us... uh, reign supreme, Chase? Uh, I didn't. I, I did okay in in uh, Mario Kart, and then I, I won a couple matches of Smash. Uh, there was one guy there who is very good at Smash. I would say maybe I was the second best person there, but uh, it was it was rough. Uh, but then a couple of people brought their Switches, including me, and uh, so then we played Mario Kart, but nicer, and Smash Brothers, but nicer. Uh, and that was kind of cool. And I also Fair. played Super Mario Party for the first time. And Why? It's fine. I don't know. Uh, good People wanted to play it, and... 
it was on an 80 inch TV, and I said, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." Uh, and that I sounds won, fun. and that was cool. That was that was good. Nice. And in Super Mario well, Party, I got to be shy guy. Shy guy's great. I love being yeah. shy guy in shy g- games. So I mean, and Mario Party is the ultimate game of skill. So you know what? I might have said that phrase <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> understood what I was talking about, <laughs> what I was referencing. Fair. But uh, but yes, but that's okay. This was a really good time. Johnny, did you do anything nearly as fun as Chase? Because if you didn't, we don't have to talk about it. No. All right. Did you? Moving on. <laughs> um, anything that you want to bring up, I guess? Not not on a recorded audio uh, podcast. Okay. That's fair. Well, let's get into it. Tonight is a What You've Been Playing episode, and there's a lot that we've been playing and checking out. We're going to cover a big news segment later on. But there's some really cool things that we can update you on as far as what we've been playing. And I'd love for Chase to start that off tonight. Sure thing. Um, I'll get through a couple of the quick things first. The biggest thing for me, or the most exciting thing for me, not the biggest thing, uh, Blaseball is back. Blaseball is back, how back, yeah. how back is Blaseball? Blaseball is so back. Uh, it's back, and it's still kind of glitchy. Is it Baby Got Back? Uh, no. It's bla- Blaby. Damn. Blaby got back. Blaby got back. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna just write that down. Anyway, I'm I'm very excited that Blaseball is back. <laughs> it's been gone for a couple weeks, and and it's now just returned. There has been some major overhauls to it. Um, not maybe major is too strong of a word, but it is it is still the Blaseball you know and love. But now you can see a little bit more of the stats. Uh, you can navigate the site a little bit easier to see players on different teams um we we did a bad thing last season and we oh no uh, we uh, collectively we got the decree that was the uh interview the players like get to know the players better and uh it wasn't what we thought it was um Uh-oh. now there's a new weather condition in some games called feedback because apparently like a giant microphone landed on los angeles oh shit and turned the la tacos into the unlimited tacos it was very weird um but now players just kind of randomly swap teams during some games um okay during games yeah i think it usually happens after games uh but it's just like yeah they swap swap teams in the feedback and like that's uh oh that's weird um and it's really bad if you are a somewhat new hades tigers fan like i am uh switched off of my beloved wild wings but they just they're so bad they're so so bad so were they boneless i don't know there is definitely a bone in that in that icon so they've got they do have bones they're the proper hot wings yes um so I switched to the Hades Tigers because that was the other team I was uh, really yeah. liking when I first opened up and, and had to make my choice. Um, and we we had the best player. We had Jessica Telephone. She had a legendary item called the Dial Tone. Uh, she kicked ass. And, and now uh, she got lost in the feedback, and now she's on the Philly Pies, and I'm very sad. Um, <laughs> very, I like I'm, pies. I'm very sad. I'm incredibly distraught about that. Uh, but we still have a you very like good pies? team. I like pie. Uh, pie is good. Cake, cake is also good. I'll, t- I'll take cake. I take cake over pie, though. Comfort Eagle, great album. I, yes, definitely. Cake is yeah, good. Uh, now that we got all that out of the way, uh, baseball's back. I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, even though is it the best player here for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like I, they, I think it was really just overhauling some things and giving the team a bit of a break. And 
now. I think they're and it works better now. You can actually get into it. Yeah, <laughs> like there okay. there will be times okay. where you know a roster doesn't load up, or uh, sure. you know you place a bet and it doesn't place the bet, and then it says it did place the bet, but then it also says error, and then you reset and. It's not perfect for sure, but uh, you know, baseball's back, and I'm happy, and it's exciting. Good. And uh, you know, Man. the player switching, despite really hurting my team, uh, is an exciting way to shake up the league, and that's cool. Cool. Nice. Congratulations. I know that that's a big game for you. Yes, definitely, especially when real baseball is uh, not nearly as fun. Although I, I got to see a no hitter last night, uh, which was which was really exciting. Uh, you know, baseball is always cool too when it can do cool things. Um, I also played on the trip on the van. Uh, I I decided to try a new old game, and uh, I got I got some of those Pokemon ROMs in ROM hacks that I had ordered quite a bit ago. Very cool. And decided to load one of those up just as kind of like a, a bit of a nostalgia trip, but also play something new. And I played Pokemon Pink which is uh, a Game Boy hack. It's a hack of red, a hack of blue, hack of blue. Um, it doesn't really matter. And <laughs> the it doesn't have too many differences from the normal game. You're still in Kanto. You still go through those gym leaders. All of that's still the same. The difference is that you get to choose a, a different starter. And your starters are Jigglypuff, Pikachu, or Vulpix, uh, which is kind of interesting um yeah johnny and i uh this wasn't this wasn't on a podcast but weeks ago months ago probably at this point he and i kind of came up with uh here's a here's a group of six pokemon that i should play with sometime like some lesser lesser known or not lesser known but like lesser played pokemon that i'd like to try the, try out the prog rock of pokemon <laughs> sure teams and, and vulpix was, well no if you go ahead no, I was going to say, like, it's just a missed opportunity because if you're talking about Pokemon Blue, this should have been Pokemon Pinkerton. And they should just do a Pokemon ROM hack after every Weezer album. It works. The colors are there. Maybe not after Make Believe, though. Like, leave that one. Leave that one. To yeah. Pokemon Make Believe. I can get some really weird things. Mm. Uh, um, anyway, Vulpix was on that list. So uh, having a game where I could pick a starter as Vulpix and, and already have one-sixth of my team ready... Uh, was kind of cool, and I thought, you know what? Let's just give this a shot. Uh, it's Pokemon. It's it's Gen One Pokemon. Uh, there is there are yep. a couple of other slight differences. They have added the newer types into the game. So that Jigglypuff is a fairy type. There's Steel types and Dark types as well. Uh, but honestly, because it's still Gen One, those don't come into play all that often. Like Magnemite is a Steel type. Jigglypuff is a fairy. Uh, there's no dark types. <laughs> like bite is now a dark move, but bite really still sucks in in Gen One. So it's it's a pretty light hack, uh, but it is sure. fun to go around and play some Pokemon again and to use this team that I've I've been using. I I'm just past Lieutenant Surge and uh, having a pretty good time. So that's all about Pokemon Pink. Uh, but the one I really want to talk about that I've been playing quite a bit of, I would say I've put. Maybe 20 ish hours in so far. Shit, you're playing a lot of this. I'm playing a lot of this. It's Banner of the Maid, uh, which which I first learned about when we did our September preview, and I was looking through mm-hmm. the games that were coming out and going, well, what, what's this game all about? And then I saw it and went, wait a minute, this is a Fire Emblem. Uh, I need to know. Yeah, more. I remember you weren't like super. You were interested, but I don't know if you were 20 hours in it, interested into it at that time. Yeah, I mean, it's developed by a, a Chinese developer, which isn't 
I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but uh, they hadn't made a game before that I that I could find. Um, it had come out to Steam in 2015, I want to say, like a decent yeah. time ago. So, you know, it 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 kind of struck me a little weird. Like, ah, okay, I mean, it's a it's technically a pretty pretty old game at this point. It's just coming to Switch. Is this is this going to be something? And uh, and I think it's something. I think it's quite something. Cool. Yeah, I did a little homework on this and checked it out, and uh, there were some things that definitely made sense to me as a novice Fire Emblem uh, fan. But uh, I, I do have some stuff I wanted to ask you as you get into it here because yeah, I, I have some sure. I have some thoughts on this game. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this is this is absolutely a, a Fire Emblem style, or even like a Final Fantasy Tactics. This is this is a strategy RPG for sure, through and through. Uh, it's set in the French Revolution, which is interesting like that's not it's set in an alternate reality french revolution uh because i i think at this point in history marie antoinette uh and louis the 16th were already dead were already killed and in the moments of this game when when it starts they're still alive um hey doesn't matter maybe not for long um (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean also like you are, you are a maid, and I don't mean a maid like a like a French maid cleaning up the place. The maids are is kind of this. Um, hmm, what's the best way to describe maids that you guys would understand? Like they're they're like new types in Gundam, but you guys don't know what that means. Um, what did you just say to me? <laughs> uh, they are. Did you say nude types? No, I did not. Uh, they're like oh. they're like Saiyans, maybe if that helps. I don't know. They they have special powers. Okay. They they can potentially. Okay. They're they're in, different than regular people. They're different. Than they're not like people. the other girls. Exactly. They are all girls though. Um, it is a it's a group and, of women who have some special abilities, and that can vary from from person to person. So you play as Pauline Bonaparte, who is the sister of Napoleon Bonaparte. And of you're course. kind of an up-and-coming young general, and you kind of have this charisma that just makes people want to follow you and makes people want to to uh, to do their best for you. That and that is kind of your power of the maid is that you really inspire. Uh, you'll find other maids that are just really good at kicking ass. <laughs> like that's that's what their maid power is, um, or can talk to animals, or can see uh, see like into the future slightly. Um, so it is a little bit fantasy, but it is mostly grounded into the French Revolution. You have a few different class types, um, you know, line line infantry, light infantry, light cavalry, and heavy cavalry, and then you also have an artillery, and then there's also like um, support support units that can like play the drums or something to heal people or motivate them. So it, it definitely has a very Fire Emblem feel. There are classes, there are weapons, uh, there's a tile system. It is from an isometric perspective, which makes it feel a little bit more like a Final Fantasy Tactics. But it's, Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't quite have that look of a Fire Emblem, but right. feel maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it doesn't have the thing I hate in Final Fantasy Tactics. Well, it kind of it does, though. Um, in Final Fantasy Tactics, the thing that has kept me from liking that game is that you, it depends on where your character is facing. When you get to a spot, you then have your character face a direction. And if an enemy attacks you from behind, they get bonus damage because they blindsided you. Um, this game kind of has that in the form of some bonuses, 
that I don't think the enemies can take advantage of, but you can. Uh, and that's how fate tactics is. Oh yeah, exactly like that's, that. That's and yep. and that's a much better system for me. Like, give me the bonuses. Don't you give can't. me the punishments because it's way too easy for just some enemy cavalry to just run up all the way behind you and then attack you from the back. And that's kind of silly. And I didn't like that in Final Fantasy Tactics either. Um, what this game has, like, here's the headline. Here is, like, forget everything I said before. Here is the headline for Banner of the Maid. Weapon degradation, but better. Okay. Well, that, th- that might lead into, maybe you can answer my question yeah. now. Because my one question was around combat. Yes. Like, I was, I was curious, like, does this game do anything better in combat than Fire Emblem? And if that's a big one there with weapon degradation, like, that, that answers my question as a yes. But is there more to that yes? Uh, no, there's not more to that yes. <laughs> okay. Because it, it looked like it used a similar, like, this beats this, this beats that. Yeah, it's slightly different. It's class-based instead of weapon-based. Whereas in Fire okay. Emblem, you could get, like, a, a, a Lance Reaver or something that would be, like, a sword that is good against lances, which it's not supposed to be. And here, it, it, it okay. doesn't matter what weapon you're using. Light cavalry always beats light infantry, which always beats line infantry, which always beats um, heavy cavalry. It, like, it, it's... We, like, we both beat Johnny, no matter what. Yes, it's, it's not a weapon triangle. It's a class diamond. <laughs> Uh, and that diamond okay. is always on screen, so you always have that. Uh, characters have skills, and some of them are kind of interesting, but I think Fire Emblem does a better job with its with its skill system. Um, but the, the weapon stuff is, I think, the most interesting part of this game. And it's not necessarily a new concept. Anybody who has played uh, like dun- old-school Dungeons & Dragons and has been a magic user knows how this shit works. Like You have your, your pool of spells... And you have so many uses of them, and then when you go to sleep that night, you wake up and you have those uses again. That's what this game does. You have a weapon, Mm. and it has 12 uses. And on a battlefield, you get those 12 uses, and then it's done for that battle. But once the battle ends, your your weapon recharges back to its 12 units, and now you can use it again for the next battle. I mean, I wish the Master Sword did that. Yeah, no shit. The Master Sword just gets tired. It's so good. It's so good because it, one, provides that strategic Mm -hmm. use in battle, that moment-to-moment combat that Fire Emblem wants you to do. Like, oh, should I really use this weapon on this enemy? Maybe I need it later. There might be an ambush coming up. Maybe I want to save my uses for this. And, And so you get that sense. But unlike Fire Emblem, it takes away any of the tedium of something like Fire Emblem Three Houses, where it was, okay, I got to right. go back and reforge this sword, or I've got to go repair this axe, and yeah. I've got to do that for like twelve different things before I load grind the this material, thing. do that. Yeah. And in Fire Emblem Three Houses, I mainly just ended up using iron weapons because it was just easier. I, I don't, Monster. I don't want to use my good stuff. I need to hoard that for later. And Banner of the Maid says, no, 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 use your best stuff now. Use it like that's good. Have fun. Go with God, and and then you'll get it back. You just might not have a ton of uses. Like I have a an artillery unit that has uh, what's called shell star. That is the oh, it's a it shell because it's a, like an artillery shell, and then it's got a star next to it because it's more effective, um, and it's really good against light cavalry units. So I only get three uses of it, but I can hit light cavalry really fucking hard three times and then now i have to change up my strategy and then i get it back for the next round and that is so satisfying i wish there were more weapons and better weapons in that game 
It's kind of just, it's kind of the equivalent of here's your iron sword, here's your steel sword, here's your silver sword. But they, I love this weapon system so much. And to think that it came out in 2015 and nobody has really taken taken that and run yeah. with it. Uh, so, it disappoints sure. me. I really hope that it, somebody like Intelligent Systems looks at this game now that it's on Switch and says, mm. Yeah, so my yeah. Uh, my question for you is going to be, you know, what from this game would you like to see Fire Emblem borrow? But it sounds like that's the thing. Yeah, is. I mean, that really is a thing. The, I mean, there are some other interesting things. I like the setting. I like the historical, like semi-historical setting. Fire Emblem's mm-hmm. sure. not necessarily going to do that, but uh, I like that as a change of pace. Um, it it has a lot of interesting, ambitious ideas that it doesn't really follow up on. Because this is French Revolution France, you are you're kind of pulled by all these different factions that are going on. There's the the Malmaisons, who is your faction that you kind of started with with this other woman. There's the Royalists, which are led by the King and Queen. There's um, the Jacobins, who your brother is a part of, and they're kind of like more of a, a people. They're more about the public, but they're also still kind of military. There's the... Oh, God, I'm not good at French, and I don't have the word in front of me, so I think it's like fuelence, something like that. Um, And they Uh are like the absolute military arm of France. So they're pretty tied in with the royalists, but also they feel a little bit different than the royalists. So they they kind of do their own thing, but they are really like the military arm. Um, and that's just a couple of them. Like also just the public, the, the Parisian citizens are another faction and you're kind of trying to curry favor with all of them. And what would be really interesting is if it pulled you in those directions, if it did that kind of, uh, fallout new Vegas thing where, okay, now, now I'm part of this faction, which means these other factions don't like me, which means maybe something bad in a battle is going to happen where the Jacobins do something to undercut me. And that doesn't really happen outside of story stuff that was going to happen anyway. You're just, you end up just getting favor with all of them. Maybe you get a little bit more favor with one side earlier, which lets you buy some new equipment or gives you like the tiniest bonuses. Like, Oh, you get like an extra 20% to dodge inside quest missions. I'm like who fucking cares? But, um, for the most part, I, it's just kind of shallow, but I like that system. I like that idea of factions. It does feel a little three houses where it's like, Oh, okay. I'm going with these people. These are my people. And then fuck those other people. Except this game goes, nah, I mean, you kind of bring those people into, it's fine. It's just a little let, bit more. Let me ask you this. Thing. Yeah. Here's my, my final thought on it. Well, not my thought, but my question uh, I read a few reviews about the game, and uh, a lot of them said that the game is unfortunately overshadowed or maybe even held back by its horniness. And I'm curious uh, <laughs> what, what what your your hot take is on on that. Uh, is this game too horny? N- no, no, yes and no, <laughs> yes and no. The, is the writing bad? The, no, the writing is fine. The writing has some. Um, like grammatical issues because this is a Chinese developer trying to make uh-huh. English subtitles, um, which doesn't always work. And they're also working with French words. Um, so like things don't always... They're doing their best. Come, yeah, things don't always come together great. But it's it's mostly readable. Uh, and also not horny at all if you're just looking at the text. 
If you look at the character portraits, though, <laughs> I saw horny. a few. Yeah, very horny. very horny. I uh, very horny. I didn't realize that people were dressed like that during the French Revolution. Yeah, you you wouldn't know do. it, but like all the generals of France were just busty babes. Like they just <laughs> packing cannons and packing cannons, if you know what I mean. Um, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there are a couple. There are a couple people. So uh, Pauline, your character, she is. Very normal, very proportioned. She's fine. Um, there are a couple other girls who are fine. Um, then you get to Marie Antoinette, and she's just like, "Here are my boobs. They're right there." Um, wow. There's no way Not this Marie dress Antoinette. could possibly hold them, but they're right there. Like, okay. And then um, <laughs> you do get. I mean, I I joked a girl with cannons who also has cannons, uh, but like, yeah, like the first artillery girl you get is just this lush who's all about drinking wine and wearing low-cut tops. Like, that is, that's her thing. And she does it well. Sounds like Urban Outfitters. Yeah. It's- <laughs> so she's like, uh, Tyrion, I drink and I wear low-cut tops. That's- yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's, that's her thing. Um, so, yeah, the character portraits are sometimes very ridiculous. But I think uh-huh. the art style is still very nice. Like even if you even if you take away those specific portraits and you look at the rest of the cast, uh, I think they've got a, a really nice looking anime style to them, uh, which which just makes the game this weird mishmash of French sure. Revolution, English subtitles, Chinese language, and Chinese slash Japanese art style. It it makes for this very eclectically odd game and sure. somehow it kind of just works like it's not perfect it is it is very rigid the the class types you know how fire emblem you can change especially three houses you can basically change anybody into anything that's not here like you you barely yeah. get choices some classes don't even have choices it's just here's the metal you need to level up you don't even get to choose when to level them up you have to get them to that max 15 level and then they can use that item so then they can keep gaining levels um nice it's so you're having a good time i'm having a good time it is it is basic but it has some ideas and i really like those ideas a lot uh also no permadeath which is which is banner of the maid Mm -hmm. on switch on pc PC. one more thing i do want to mention um yeah i I think the game is actually pretty hard Uh, i i started playing it on the normal mode and it was it was pretty difficult there were some matches where i was just getting crushed uh, I bumped it down to easy, and I found something on the easy mode that I think is really interesting. Whenever you okay. start a, a battle, it will give you a choice between two bonuses. And these aren't piddly <clears throat> bonuses like the other ones, like the 20% on the on the dodge and side missions. This is like just your entire army gets plus three defense, plus three armor, which are two different defensive stats. Um and it's like, okay, that's pretty good. Here's one that just ups your speed by four. And also, every time you hit an enemy, you gain four HP back. And I'm like, okay, that's also wow. like really useful. Oh. And then there's, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Fall of the Guillotine. And it's just plus 30 damage. And it's like, not plus 30%, Damn. plus 30. And you're like, you're not working with wow. anybody who's got like more than like 45 health, really. So it's just Shit, like, so you just if you just want the win KO. button, that's the one you get. Um, wow. And these also randomize every time you play the play the map. So if even if you do lose, 
and you go back to your old save, it just randomizes and gives you two more. And so you could just game this if you really wanted to and wait for the guillotine one and just murder everyone. Uh, and that's, Fair. you know, it, it breaks the game for sure uh, in ways that, you know, they've, they've meticulously made these maps in a way that is... Uh, it breaks the games like their tops are broken. Yes, exactly. Um, but it is a cool feature that I kind of like for these... Kind of like for yeah. some maps, it's it's really interesting, especially when I've got like a new character that I just recruited who's kind of low level, and then it's like, oh wait, uh, I've got the guillotine. Send them out. It doesn't matter what level they are; they're just gonna shred, and I can level up that That's way. Awesome. It's it's fun. I I'm actually really really enjoying this game, uh, despite the rigidness, despite the flaws. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do at game of the year time. Like this is a 2015 yeah. game. Do I count it? I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it just came to console. It just so came I to think console. We've done that in the past. We have done that in the past. I know I've had a weird history of what I count and what I don't count. So I'm not really sure. This is going to be a weird year for for game of the year anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe I'll just say fuck it and count it. But um, I, well, I really do like it. You know, it's it's like Fire Emblem, but better, but also worse. Cool. And uh, one final, final thing. I found this game interesting enough that I've written a review for it. Uh, I haven't written a wow. review in a really long time, but I decided, you know, before this podcast, I kind of wanted to get my thoughts down, and it just ended up becoming a review. Um, so I'll be posting that sometime this weekend. This this episode cool. goes up on Friday, so I'll post it sometime on the Gamers on the Go dot uh, com uh, blog. We'll make and, sure to uh, share it, and people can see it there. But yeah, uh, cool. John, Banner of the Maid. Johnny, were you going to add cool. something in? Uh, no, I was just... Okay. It sounds Banner of the Maid on Switch. Cool. Chase, thank you for taking us on that history tour. Uh, appreciate everything you did there. Yeah. So Chase, you played uh, Banner of the Maid. You talked about Pokemon Pink, a ROM hack, and you let us know that Blaseball is back, Blaseball which is great back. news. I've got some other games that I played, but uh, they are better mentioned at a later time. In Fair. Um, well, hey, I've been pretty busy, and I have decided to uh, fire up a few different types of games. One that caught my attention earlier in the month was an Apple Arcade game that was published by Devolver, put out by the, the Silly Studio, and it's called Game of Thrones, A Tale of Crows. And uh, this is only on Apple Arcade, which is tied to that $4.99 subscription if you're going to be checking it out. But it's been described by uh, Devolver as a narrative-driven, real-time idle game. And this is kind of like lo-fi beats to chill and take over the wall of Westeros 2. murder 2. Uh, yeah. Um, so let me preface this by putting out there, I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan. Like, I enjoyed the series. I've not read any of the books. I don't know much about the deep lore. This takes place about 8,000 years before the Night's Watch that you come to know in the, the television series from HBO. And uh, you are unfolding a bunch of branching narratives. Uh, this is, in short, a choose-your-own-adventure. And it's done pretty interesting. And I have yet to see a lot of how the decisions I make have lasting impacts. So the game has... Um, you acquire these main characters or these generals or main people at the Night's Watch. Do they even have that, names that, that you recognize? Like, obviously, no specific names, but, like, family names or something? Have man, you seen a Stark Maybe. Yet? Or a Lannister? No Stark. I mean, like, that. those two would stand out to me pretty well. I haven't seen anything with that. 
Um, but you do encounter more people that you kind of bring into the watch. But then the the game's very simple. So this is um, kind of more like a Star Wars Knights of the Republic where it's just like, let's get as far fucking away from canon yeah. as possible just so we can tell our own story. You know, that that might be a good idea considering... For sure. Johnny, I think that you would probably really appreciate this game because it focuses a lot on writing, which I know you like, and it deals mm-hmm. with Game of Thrones, which you've read a lot of the stuff with. I so, have. Um, I've read all those books. I, I, don't, I might have to get Apple Arcade again just so I can try this out. Yeah, I, look, I think it's probably... There's a bunch of other games that came out. Uh, there's one from Nightclub Studio that I'm going to be playing right now. You can check out Round Guard also if you do that. Um, and then there's a new... Um, that, that game Creeks that came out on PC is actually on uh, Apple Arcade right now. I'm going to give that a spin also while I, while I got this going. But uh, I'll, I'll be very brief here. Uh, some things I think work really well in its favor... Uh, the style chase is something that you would probably love. It reminds me a lot of that game Sable that's coming out. So it's it's a very cool hand-drawn take on Westeros. It's very it's striking di- visually. Yeah. yeah. It's a diorama that you basically can spin around three different ways. So you've got the main wall, which is where your story takes place. You have an overview that shows the entire world. And then you have a section where the ravens are going out. So the whole game is really you communicating with, uh, with your team that's out exploring Westeros that's, that's via ravens. And so it's got an awesome soundtrack to it as well. Um, the, minimalistic, the minimalistic controls work very well on it because, uh, again, you're going to tap on, like, basically you've got three people going at any time and you're kind of picking and choosing what missions they go on. And then you have the events taking place at the wall. And when you select it, it'll give you an update from a raven and then it gives you options on how you want to respond to that update via another raven. And so when you do all these, like it literally, like I can open this up, I can read through these things, which will take me maybe like two to three minutes. And then it'll say the North will wait, come back later. And that's it. There's no push notifications saying, Hey, you better check in on your Ravens. It's just a very chilled out, pick it up, create your narrative when you do it. And they say that all the decisions that you make for better or worse will impact the story in some way, shape or form. Um, I think it is incredibly easy to pick up. You don't have to know how to play a video game. Uh, it's just, uh, I've been literally playing this game once a day, just before bedtime. I pick it up, I respond to my Ravens and I usually play a bit of round guard and I fall asleep. Um, some things I don't care too much for. Uh, I don't know a lot about the lore of game of Thrones and it might explore some of that. I just don't, don't care enough have, to have like, if this was dragon? they allude to it. Yeah. Um, things dropping burnt bodies from the sky cracked eggshells like there's definitely alluding to dragons um i again as i mentioned i haven't really seen the impact yet on my decision so i'd like a little bit more feedback in the moment on like hey this is what's going to happen or here's what you did here um you you asked me if i saw any characters like i would say that another con for the game is that most of the people that i've encountered are very forgetful like i couldn't tell you much about them and that's kind of a bummer because you're shaping so much of a story with them um, as easy as this game is to pick up, it's just as easy to put down would be a con, but that could also be in its favor. Um, cause it is a game that one respects your time. It doesn't require a lot of input from you. And if you just want another box to check each day, it's, it's pretty good for that. So, uh, again, Devolver put this out, uh, as a publisher, it's made by the silly studio it came out August 7th. Uh, it's only on Apple arcade at this time. Sounds good. And that's game of Thrones, a tale of crows. Crows, sorry. Yeah. If only we could yeah. get the winds of winter. Well, he's probably 
offering some insight to this one. Yeah. Uh, so a game that I talked about on our August preview and I've mentioned on guilty pleasure gaming episodes that we've had a long time ago is my love and affection for golf games. And specifically I love golf simulators. I, I appreciate golf. I like to watch golf in person. I don't really follow much of it on TV. Um, but, uh, last year there was a lot of, uh, excitement that came around since the Tiger Woods games have kind of come and went based off of a lot of shit that happened. Since some things happened to Tiger Woods. Correct. Um, the, the game was picked up by HB Studios, and those are the same people that put out um, the golf club. So mm-hmm. they had like the golf club 2018, 2019, and then they got the PGA Tour endorsement, and they actually were able to put out on 2019 or 20, 2020 or one of those. Did you play either of those other games that they made before this one? I did. I did. So uh, I'm talking about PGA 2K21. Uh, it's developed. Yep, that's what I'm they sorry, call it's it. published by... What, P- PGA 2K21? 21 oh. usually, but yeah, sure. Yeah, PGA yeah. 2K21 sounds like the name of a droid. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably why I do it that way. That's definitely an astromech. Um, wow, that really came out the way I wanted it to. Um, <laughs> it's on about everything, PlayStation 4. It's actually on the Switch. Uh, it's on Stadia if you still support that. What are you and playing? And of course you can play it on PC. I'm playing this on Xbox. So my cousin and I do that game share and he picked it up and I'm playing it there with him. Um, this is a very intense golf simulator. Uh, I will start off this with, I think it's probably the best golf game I've played since some of the Tiger Woods games back in the day. And I was going to um, ask that cause I know how much you, you love those games. It's, so. it's very, very good. Um, I have a note here, Johnny, and I don't know if this will, if this is going to work, but it's one of the, like, this game, I'll, I'll get into it here a little bit. I'll save that for later. Let me just kind of set this up a bit more. Okay. Um, it, it's got a really awesome character customization. I had a ton of fun building myself in this game and starting my my career, which can span over multiple tours and get you in eventually to the PGA Tour, which is super exciting. Uh, you're working on endorsements. You're working on qualifications. Uh, the game does a really great job of setting you up as either a new golfer or a golfer that has been playing for a very long time. It's got some of the best tutorialization I've seen in a video game uh, when it comes to setting you up for success. One thing I love about it is just how easy it is to get into a practice shot. You can just uh, push in the right thumbstick and start practicing the timing of your swing before going into a hit, which is super helpful. Um, It's a gorgeous game. Even if the graphics haven't been really updated since the last version on 2020 or 2019, I think it still looks really great. I'm playing this on Xbox. I think there's even more you can do on PC with it. Um, The UI gives you all the information in a very, very easy way. And they've got a really cool um, shot shaper mode where you can go in and and customize how you're going to hit the ball. If you want to add fade or draw to it, uh, loft, lob, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of control they give you. And you can even unlock more clubs and really get into like building out your golf bag with it. Um, They did add in some mechanics this year that (laughs) tie into what I was going to mention earlier. They've added swing mechanics that are incredibly difficult. Um, Some of the hardest I've ever experienced in a game. Johnny loves this. I do. Well, (laughs) what I was going to say is, This is kind of the dark souls of golf in the sense that I think it's... Okay. (laughs) No. Go on. You have my attention. God damn it. (laughs) I think that this game is difficult to learn and even harder to master when it comes to 
the swing because in the past, if you've played a Tiger Woods game, you know, like a lot of arcade or even early simulation golf, you press a button, you watch a meter fill up, you time your press again to gauge how much power you use. Yeah, you do the three times. And then you press. Correct. And that was something you could turn on in Tiger Woods after a while. But the big thing that they introduced was using the analog sticks to bring back your swing. And in doing so, um, the the back draw or your back swing did not have a whole lot of impact on how it was, like the timing of all that. Was that around if the you, era of... Was that around the 360 era? PlayStation 2, 360, yeah, okay, all those. Because like EA made a big push to a bunch of analog movement in a lot of games, like fight. Like the Hit Stick and Madden. Hit had Stick and in, in Madden, but the one I remember yeah, was the, was Fight, fight Night. Night Round Three, which yes. was with the curve, uh, which was like a it. launch game I think for the 360, and it was yeah, like you are yeah. supposed to use that right analog stick to do your hooks, a and right hook, cuts and things like or that, or a jab. And yeah, yeah. Oh man. So I, I wonder about that in years. I wonder if like that was around the same time, and that was just kind of a mandate of like, oh, totally oh we was. need that realism of the analog movement for everything, even if the triple tap just makes so much more sense for golf for me, at least. Honestly, man, probably from like 2002 to 2008, I think EA went all in on that mechanic, and maybe beyond that. Yeah. But it was very prominent there. What they've changed here, and I. I'm not going to call it quite like a negative or a con of this game because I, I appreciate what they're doing, but the timing that they do on the timing that it takes for you to get to your backswing completely back to when you make contact has to be equal. Huh. The speed has to be. And so they make you time it up to where it's a free flowing swing. So now you're managing speed on how you draw back. You're also managing accuracy. So if I move upwards, like if I'm too fast, it's going to draw or it's going to, fade the hit sure. but i'm also now looking at accuracy so if on my when i'm bringing the swing back around if i if i'm off if my thumb slips and i move the stick off center i'm then penalized there also now that can be controlled quite a bit um whenever you get into the the system settings the difficulty they forgive basically the, the beginner and the pro-am difficulties forgive that that downswing tempo but it can be very difficult. Um, and the unfortunate thing, which is one of the things I do have as a con, any matchmaking that you do in the game automatically sets to the tougher difficulty. Sure. So you can play the game leisurely and enjoy it and just say, I'm going to blow off some steam and just have a very smooth back back nine. But then it's like you're fucked if you ever want to play this against somebody. So <clears throat> it's a bit difficult for me in that sense. Uh, then the commentary is just very bland compared to the EA games I mean, that you would golf. get. It's gone. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> but yeah, R that's Rory uh, McElroy just stabbed a guy. Uh, like it's it's golf, man. He wants Jr. There's, in there. There's like a series of TikToks right now. My God, he killed that ball. Okay, I would play. I would play PGA two K two one if Jr. was in it. Two K two one. That's me. Um, so not good as golf story it. is what I'm hearing. I love golf story. For its own reasons and merits, but if you wanted to play something that would scratch the itch, like their whole thing is golf games are back. Yeah. Like that's their pitch this, right this now. This is a very specific type of golf game. Like this is. I mean, Shooter McGavin is playing the fucking game in a commercial. <laughs> well, that. Which is great. I mean, that's that seems to go away from a, a sim to me, but uh, you know, it's a commercial. But there, I would say, like if you are looking for, if because there have been other games that like I can't remember was it Rory McIlroy that they did try to bring in. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, like you were shooting over sucked. battleships that were at at war at the time, some bullshit like that. What? 
Yeah, there was those games sucked. In a golf there, game. Yeah, there was some stupid garbage. I would. Uh, this is if you're if you're wanting to get back and maybe a little bit more finesse with what the Tiger Woods games were. Check this out. It's sixty bucks. Um, probably won't really go on sale for a while, but the PGA games prior to this did have some really nice sales. Um, I would say keep your eye out if you're interested because it's definitely worth it. I know you've been playing the Xbox version, but have you heard anything about how the Switch is handling it? Does it run okay? I haven't. And the, the only, uh, I haven't. I'm sure the graphics aren't that great. My biggest concern would be I, I'm not a big fan of the joysticks on the Switch, yeah. both Pro Control and on the Joy-Con. They're fine for like indie type stuff and maybe even a bit more specific movement here and there, but I just don't know how they're shorter. So it might be easier actually. I don't know. I, I it'd be hard for me to gauge that. I'd love to see how it plays on a joy con specifically because of the mechanics. There. Sure. I wonder if it would even have motion. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, we, but we I wanted to wrap cool. up. We golf was cool. I wanted to wrap up, uh, to my segment tonight. I played a demo that left a really big impact on me for a game that surprisingly we'll be talking about later on, but I'm going to use some time now. And and that game's called She Dreams Elsewhere. And this game is fucking awesome. Uh, I've played the demo on PC. I saw an article that just posted something about like the best mother or earthbound RPG that never was. And I'm like, that I, sounds cool. Like, got very strong. Like you've got vibes from you've this got game. in your notes here, like maybe a little persona in there, but like definitely watching that trailer, I was like, this is this is absolutely fucked up Earthbound. Or I, I yeah. guess these days it would be equally fucked up Undertale. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, they, they they definitely point to Undertale, which I've not played Undertale, and I have it, and I need to play that game, but. This game has a demo. It's on uh, Mac and PC currently, if you want to check it out. Uh, Not to get ahead of ourselves here, but Nintendo did announce that this will be coming to the Switch, which is interesting because on uh, the itch page for this, the developer had been commentating that currently it was just planned for for PC and Mac, but also that it was going to launch on Game Pass, which is really exciting for that service. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Yeah. And that's not not on Switch until next year, well, I don't think yeah. I think that the game is not going to. Um, so it's being made by, I believe, one person primarily. And this individual has grown up quite a bit while making this game. And they've wanted to update a lot of their personal feelings sure. with the game as it's grown. And so that has prolonged because it was supposed to come out this year. A lot of other things were, too. <laughs> but it's now slated for early 2021 and or I'm sorry, 2K21. Yes. And um, <laughs> the proper vernacular. Uh, so let me talk to you a little bit about what I love with this games. Uh, it's pitches. It's a surreal adventure RPG about dreams, uh, and the a mirror reality that goes into it. Um, you play as Thalia, an anxiety ridden, uh, comatose woman on a journey to defeat nightmares. Um, and the game has this effortless way of capturing a feeling that feels natural for like I don't want to say like team dialogue, but I would say just like the way that you like that we would talk to each other, it feels very natural. Where in a lot of games, it, it comes across forced. I think Night in the Woods did a yeah, really Night good job Woods, with this. Um, there's another one that I played recently that I like. I know Chase. Hold, uh, not hold down. Was it hold down? No, it's not hold down. Donut Donut Donut, donut County. Donut. Yeah, that, that one. Donut County, and then uh, Oxen Free. I think does a really good job with its its dialogue too. Um, Don't the game scrunch your problems. nose at me, Chase. I'm not scrunching it at you. So, it, um, but the game does a really cool 
way of making that dialogue feel very present. Um, it's it's almost effortless in how well it's written. Uh, the style is we've, we've we've compared it to a lot of really impactful games with style, but it does some really interesting things with color. Um, for the most part, it's black and white, but they choose to accent certain things with like these really vibrant turquoise colors or purples or pinks. It's very striking visually. And it mostly looks like um, pixel-based, like NES, maybe yeah. Super NES kind of graphics, but then it's almost like those are just outlines because then there are all mm-hmm. sorts of crazy colorful patterns that, that go in there that really give you that sense of dream nightmare psychedelia kind of stuff that is really striking yeah it's crazy how quickly it changes its tone when you do those things the music in it so it's got an amazing original soundtrack but they've got a bunch of uh independent artists are trying to support that have made original tracks for it so like if you go to a party there's music playing that's just like so fucking good like lo-fi chill stuff that like i just found myself putting the controller down for a bit and listening to the music and kind of watching and observing the party um and then i think it also takes like we've talked about like one of the things i hated about earthbound was the the combat which it just never resonated with me on like this one thing and like how it was playing out but it's almost like you took some of that idea but you mixed it with persona for the combat and i think it's it like even from all out attacks to the exploiting the weaknesses and even some of the designs of the creatures feel very uh shimagansi did I say that right? No. <laughs> no, you okay. did not. Uh, <laughs> I tried. I was trying. Uh, answer me this question. I was looking at the... I was re-watching the trailer, and when there was combat coming up, I saw in the top right corner there was a turn order. Uh, like, Can yep. you tell me a little bit more about the turn order? Is that something that you can affect with your attacks, or is that just really to show you who's attacking like? Um, outside, like you can basically, uh, conf- I don't want to say like confuse cause like they use different terminology for attacks. So there's like, shut the fuck up is an attack. That's the other thing. This game is very vulgar. It's very mature. So it's interesting. It's going to be on switch. Um, but, uh, you can essentially like knock down like that effect that you have in persona where you can knock somebody down. You can do that here where they would be skipped over. But it's more or less, I think, just giving you the idea of like, okay, this person is going to be attacking next because it is such a 2D flat environment that you're not going to have a whole lot of sense of like who's stepping up or stepping back when it comes to that. Uh, But combat has your attack skills. You've got items that you can use. Um, If you do all invoke weakness on somebody, because as you're attacking, you're building up an ult. And so if you do your ult, like you have that attack, like there's a bar that you're feeling, but you can also do like a limit break where you bring all your party into it. And I think you could do that also in Chrono Trigger um, where you could like link up with other people. So it'd be like, okay, I'm going to use this attack that's going to bring this person into it. Or you have one that's going to be three people. The the demo itself only had three characters in it. I don't know if there'll be more in the full release that you can manage your party, but there is a lot of deep customization um, that goes into it. You know, one of the things, it's a demo, so I can't really tell you more about how the story's going to unfold, but what I saw was pretty interesting. Yeah, like that, that um, part also interested me. Like, you, you mentioned that you're a woman who's in a coma and fighting nightmares. Like, you're fighting your own nightmares, or are, is your party members? Well, or is, are those, like, also you're not in the You're not in a coma in the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the, the demo, you're not, in a, you're not in a coma. Oh, okay. Or, or at least, if you are, you're not aware of it. Okay. And so things feel very like you wake up from a bad dream and that's where like this dream world is where you were having the problems. You go to a party and you have a a panic attack 
and you like go to leave the party and you end up uh, going into this weird warp thing because there's a, a thing with your dog. Um, the dog happens to everybody. The, the only thing in the combat that like kind of tripped me up is I could not find a good representation of the weakness. So like in Persona, like you could check and be like, okay, I'm going to inspect this person. I know that they are strong against this, weak against this. I didn't really know who was what when it came to that. So I don't know if there'll be more indication as the game progresses where you get a better idea of that. And lastly, it's just like, I want, I don't want to wait to play this game. Like I want to see where it goes. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to wait. Early 2021 is not too far away these days. It feels weird to say that. It both is and isn't. It both is (laughs) the furthest thing away and also surprisingly close. We'll see if there's, never mind. Yeah. Uh, So to wrap it up. Very excited for this game too. I'm looking forward to, to, Looks really, I really think cool. that I'm going to actually wait and play it on the Switch. That was going to be my final statement here is uh, I don't see a benefit to playing this on PC. And I think it would it would translate very well to the Switch, the little bit that I did play. And I, I look forward to supporting it there. Yeah. Uh, so to wrap my segment up here, I talked about Game of Thrones Tale of Crows on Apple Arcade. I talked about the new PGA 2K21 game that is out on everything. And then I played that demo that you can pick up currently on both Mac and PC for She Dreams Elsewhere. Uh, and I highly recommend you check that out. Johnny. Yes. You have finally gotten around to listening to Chase and I after God knows how long. Oh, uh, about a month or six weeks. And you weeks. decided to play Paper Castle Mario. Crashers. Oh, Castle Crashers. After what, a decade and some change? Well, so Chase, I think he's you're played playing more a game. Castle Crashers than any of us. If yeah. I had to guess. Um, Probably. So, Chase, you played a game that came out in 2015. I, play, I played a game that came out in 2010 during the summer of arcade. Remember those? I mean, Pokemon Pink is a ROM hack of a game that came out. Uh, let's not split hairs here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I bought Castle Crashers on the Switch. It's a game I've always intended to play, but I just never did. Uh, oh, you've I never know. played Castle Crashers? Or you've never played this Castle no, Crashers? No, not once. Oh, wow. Okay. Then I have played Castle um, Crashers. Yeah, so I decided to pick it up on the Switch because it was on sale. I had some gold coins to spend. I was looking for a new game to play with Jude, uh, which I didn't realize just how much cartoon blood oh, yeah. and <laughs> gore yeah, there was going to be. Uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and we played through the first two levels of that. And it's a lot of fun. It's a good game. It, I don't it, know if you guys knew that. It's or not. like a perfectly fine one of those, but at, yeah. at the time it came out, there weren't like those games. Those it was a big deal. Just there wasn't an oversaturation thing. of games like totally. This. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was a big deal to a lot of people when I played it. I was just like, I don't know. This kind of feels like Turtles in Time. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel too different from those other games that I played. And I was still regularly going back to playing games like Streets of Rage two and three. Um, so I guess for me, yeah, it had a cool flash art style to it and it was on my Xbox 360, but it kind of just didn't really ever do anything for me. I I mean, I'm happy for the people who are excited by it, but maybe it's something that I'd appreciate more if I went back to it. I did get it on switch like Johnny because I never played it when it came out and I'm almost a hundred percent like Johnny. I want to check it out, but I would say if you can definitely play it with a friend. Uh, that would certainly help. Well, that's that's the hard part. Right. <laughs> I know. Does it have, does we it have we don't like each other. <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. 
Uh, I, for some reason, I think it does. I'd have to look. Um, I think so because I, I mean, it was on. It was an Xbox Live arcade game, so I assume it had multiplayer. I don't know. It definitely had local multiplayer, but I don't know if the XBLA version had. Man, what a time! XBLA. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I actually. You can't play online. You can't. Can't. You can. You can. Okay. That's you good. can. Um, I actually ended up picking up. Uh, because it was on sale, Streets of Rage 4. Like a different size coin brawler. Okay. And I'm kind of interested to try that at some point. But Does it have crossplay? Castle Crashers or Streets of Rage? I don't believe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's it's fine. And it's like a to? fine game. I've Yeah, he had a, a blast playing with me. Don't so tell Misty. He's like, she are, was there watching it happen. Are there more games with cartoon blood? <laughs> like, he plays games in Roblox where he's, like, robbing banks and shit. So. Oh, good. Wow. I mean, that's probably the least worst, the least of his concerns inside of Roblox it's, is robbing banks. It's terrible, rotten world yeah. inside. I don't even know why you let him play that game. We it just looks terrible. Because <laughs> he, looks he plays with friends. It's it's fine. Don't Don't question my parenting choices over here, Bobby. Please. I mean, I, yeah, too late because <laughs> Roblox, I've, uh, uh, so, yeah. so, uh, Johnny, Bobby was referencing yes. that you have also played some Paper Mario, the Origami King. That sounds I, like a good, wholesome game that your son would probably learn a lot from. I have an extremely important question. For yes. Which one of us is right? Is it me or Bobby? The combat fucking sucks. Hell yeah. It's, Hell yeah. It's terrible. Fuck that uh, combat. It's it's, that was my question, so I guess we um, answered that. So I, I've played for about three or four hours, and I'm already to the point where I'm trying to actively avoid having to do any of the combat totally. because I find it so tedious and I don't really get, get anything good. out of it. Uh, especially um, early in the game, because I feel like you are given so many coins on so many different occasions. I think in the mid-game, mm-hmm. there are some really expensive items that really deplete you of coins, which kind of makes you yeah. want to do the combat to get some more coins, but also, oh, it sucks so much. Yeah, so front-loaded with that to say this is one of the best-written games I've played totally. in a really long time. Yep. Um, yep. The, the and, Paper Mario conundrum right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really enjoying that aspect of it. It's incredibly charming. The art style is phenomenal. When like Nintendo goes all in on this stuff, I don't think that they can be outdone by just about any other developer. Um, and I just I wish that combat was better. It, it, I, well, I had a point last night because I last night was the first time I had an extended play session with it, where I played for like two and a half, three hours almost, and. I wanted to stop playing because I kept being forced into combat. And it was really bumming me out. So I... Let me... Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this. Bobby the bob has been called the best new character this year. Tell me why you agree with this very accurate statement. I haven't met Bobby the bob yet. God uh, damn it. Three hours in? Have you just been doing nothing but combat? <laughs> no? You know what? I don't know. I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I just want to make sure we say it again. I, I don't think the combat is bad. I think the the way it is very unrewarding makes it bad 
because uh-huh. if I was able to get some experience out of these battles and level up and get new skills or get stronger just yeah, doing battles. If I had a goal I was chasing. Totally. You like know. if I was getting something where I can make those battles easier over time, I think I'd be into it. But it's it's knowing that I'm still just going to do this much damage every single time until I find a heart thing that gives me a little bit of extra damage. And by then, I'm going to be fighting enemies that also have upped their HP to the point where it's just kind of the same thing. Like, every enemy's basically mm-hmm. taking two hits to, to stop unless I use consumable items. And why would I want to use consumable items? Because then I'd have to go buy more consumable items, which just means I need to get more coins, which means I need to do more combat. And I'm not doing that shit! <laughs> yeah. Um... And I, I, I kind of got stuck for a little while in uh, the town outside of Peach's Castle because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to do or, like, I, I just missed where I was supposed to go, basically. Yeah. And so I, I wandered around. I also have been trying to look for every single toad that I can. Sure. Uh, scouring and also filling each and every hole with confetti, which... I, I will tell you, I think you will eventually lose that battle. Like it is, it gets to a point yeah. of like, oh man, I scoured this place completely, and then you look at the map menu thing, and it goes, nah, sixty-seven percent of the toads. I'm like, nah, fuck that, I can't. Yeah, like, there's no way. Where are there's they? no way. But what I, Johnny, I will say that you will have the opportunity. That game, it's not quite Metroidvania, but you will be going back through areas quite a bit later okay. in the game, and there is an item that you get. You basically get the ability. To be, have like a chime or a charm go off, like a, a toad sniffer. Yeah, a toad sniffer. There's like a treasure sniffer. There's a uh, hidden block sniffer that you can activate. Okay. You only have one going at a time, but if you really are trying to grind that out, like I wouldn't waste too much time right now. Sure, because it, it gets. I mean, it's also it's, a Mario game, and I know Mario games have secrets, and so I've also been looking for secrets totally. throughout and the this world. Game has plenty of those. Um, yeah, and. Uh, not a secret of the game. Bobby the bob Have you heard of him? I have. Very good. I've, I've received multiple screenshots very, of Bobby the bob I can't wait to meet him. Very so where, good. Where I am now, uh, I, I'm i in like an... I'm getting these... Is there paper? Ju- these Koopa shells. Or these Koopa jewels. Yeah. That's what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Okay. You're about... You'll, you'll meet uh, him. Yeah, man. He's not too far from that. I, I kind of no. screwed myself over. Uh, cause there was a, uh, I forget the little ground, the mole guy, Monty, the he was, mole. He, yeah, yeah, Monty the mole. He was trying to sell me one oh, of his jewels. Oh no. I, How much did you pay? Sucker. I kept lowballing him and eventually he goes down to 300 gold coins and I was like, I bet he'll give it to me for free. But then the three Koopas there are like, Hey, if we wow. put our money together, we can buy this. And then you have to bite off them for 1500, which was like a pittance <laughs> compared to the amount of coins that I have right now. So 500 for this guy. He goes down to three. And then. Well, I paid if, it for 500 yeah, and you if paid you me 15. If you don't buy it at three, then he, he gives it or he sells it to the three Koopas. You don't buy it three, you ain't talking to me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I would say overall, I'm really glad I picked this game up. I. Uh, me too. I was going to have to wait a little bit longer, but a. Uh, a podcast, live podcast I was going to go to that had to cancel their show because of COVID because the world is a terrible dark place right now. Um, I mean, the world is okay. I think it's just like one yeah. part of the world. Yeah. Specifically assessment. I mean, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, I got my money back from Ticketmaster for that. Um, so I ended up treating myself to Paper Mario. Nice. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you're liking it, uh, despite its flaws, massive major flaws. I think it's, it's one of the best games that has come out this year. And this is, I, I fully back that up, and this is my very first Paper Mario game. That's so weird. I know. <laughs> Bobby, you finished this one, right? I beat it. And I'm... It, uh, it holds up, man. To the finish, it holds up. I think up. I've got... I will say this much, Johnny. The boss battles are fucking great yeah. in that's, that game. That's what I've heard, and I like. I I went in hard at the beginning, just you know, for the point of uh, exaggeration. Um, it's not that bad. It just bums me out that it's not as good as I think it could be. Um, they, also, they get they make it very easy to avoid later in the game. They make it very easy to get through later. In and the there game. are also just parts yeah. of the game where it just doesn't require combat. Like not even not even doesn't require doesn't have combat. You're doing you're doing mm-hmm. other stuff for long stretches of the game that just has no real combat whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's awesome. I love this. And then you get into um, combat and go, fuck, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. So uh, I'll be playing more of that tonight, probably. Nice. Uh, but cool. yeah, that's that. And uh, with that, should I should I take us into the news? Take us there, Spartacus. There's a lot of it. News. So, guys, hey, uh, big PS5 news today, guys. Was it? Um, it no. <laughs> you can't. Hey, Johnny, uh, if if you're not going to tell me how much this thing costs when I can buy it, don't even fucking mention it. Well, all right, moving I on. I can almost tell you when you can buy it. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I, I titled this as PS5 Pre-Order Lottery because that's after you read the, the fine print there, that's basically what it is. Uh, so uh, Wario64, friend of the show, tweeted out today a link where you put in your, not your email address, but your PSN ID, and it puts you on a list to possibly receive an email to pre-order a PlayStation 5 at the date that they are available for pre-order, which we don't know yet. Uh, rumor is September sixth or ninth. A weird thing, like not even like it's not even <sighs> like hey lottery for a free PS Five. It's like lottery to uh, this is like buying fucking sneakers now, and this sucks. I hate it. I saw multiple people comment that. Uh, so selection is based on previous interest and PlayStation activities, and that is a line. From the page that you can go and sign up for this. Well, so if my Destiny Two hour count says anything, it's I'll be getting Chase. One of these you're gonna be the first one notified. <laughs> Jesus shit. Christ, um, but Johnny, aren't you glad we didn't have to deal with this shit for our analog pockets? Yeah, God. God well, imagine, just imagine. All we had to do was wake up at six a.m. because you forget which time zone you live in. Uh, you did, I did. Uh, and. You know, you had a, a cool five minutes there to to get your pre-order in. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to the real news. Yeah, the Nintendo Indie World uh, from the 18th. Uh, and is a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. So they were... Today. Like, Indie World was last was. week, but the, the Mini right. Direct was today. Just a stealth release. I know. Yes. Did we even... We had no idea it was coming. Right? No, they we didn't know, and they did this. Uh, I think in July or the last one, whenever it was, and they even said, "Oh, next time we'll we'll make sure to give you more of a heads yeah. up." 
And they're like, oh, oh, well, fuck it. Here it is. Well, they did say here's 11 minutes. Enjoy. They did say they'll be doing more of these shows in the year. So we can expect more minis. Yeah. Uh, although there's been rumors going around that we're going to get a proper direct here relatively soon. Because usually, uh, in the last couple of years anyway, when the when people's Nintendo Switch Online is about to lapse, that's when Nintendo comes out and says, by the way, a bunch of new games on Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online. And this would be the yep. time for them to do N64 games. So uh, we'll see. You know it would be great? We'll see what happens. Johnny, you could play the best Paper Mario game called Paper Mario. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Wow. Like so, Johnny, there's a lot of games here for yes, this indie world. Um, I I know in our show note we talked about maybe picking out a, a handful that we were most mm-hmm. excited about because um, there's a very long. It's a lot long of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we kind of just wanted to like call out the the coolest stuff from indie world. There's one problem with that. Everything was a fucking banger. <laughs> like yeah. that that event top to bottom was like holy shit. These games They're look stacked. awesome. I think it's one of the best showcases. Chase and I were talking before the show, Johnny, before you, you hopped in. I would even say like this year, like with what PlayStation's put out, with what Microsoft's put out, I think that this particular event was one of the most consistently awesome lineups of games I have seen this yeah. year. And it's a weird comparison because yeah. it's like apples to grapefruits at this point. Like right. one is like, uh-huh. here's what you can well, play on your new PS5. Here's what you can play on the Xbox Series X. Look at these graphics, graphics, graphics. And also yeah, Halo. Yeah. Um, and, then, Those... and then Nintendo's like, hey, uh, we got like a bunch of really cool ass indie games here. And we're like, yeah, let's let's go over there. Yeah. Uh, the uh, The Sony and Xbox events were like, all the bad guys getting together to argue about how to take down the Batman and Nintendo right. comes in like a fucking Joker asks if they want to see magic yeah. trick and then just slams, Boom. slams the dude's head down on the table. So good. Let's um, save the Batman. Oh, my, my mistake. Um, so I, I think probably one of the biggest deals out of this was that we found out that Hades will get a 1.0 release this year. And it's also coming to the Switch. Which isn't shocking. Uh, like I, I think most of us probably thought that it would eventually come to the Switch. All the other Supergiant games. Actually, has Pyre come to Switch? No. Okay, no, so they, they still have a so. couple couple left. But um, like Hades, cool game. <laughs> and should absolutely cool be on the game. Switch. And it's great that it's... But they know their audience. Because they know we're smart. And they know that having a PC and a Switch is the best way to go. And they said, because of that... We're going to make it really easy for you to go back and forth however you want to. And they got fucking cross save on day one with that shit, which is so awesome. It's, Cause it's I awesome for you guys. All the weapons for me, it's going to be like, I'm still piddling over here with level one shit. And you guys are going, oh, we've got all the greatest shit over here. <laughs> it won't take you no, long I at got, all. I know. I I'll got the claws the now. Oh, yeah, I've got everything on that now. It's so good. It's, it's You guys like those types of games way more than I do. But I will tell you that Hades is in my opinion the absolute best representation of that genre out there. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that art, hearing that voice acting. Yes. Playing that game. That it just I'm so excited for. Is yeah. this your favorite super giant game, Bobby? Yes. Cool. Yeah. I think uh, the combination of all that they're doing there, like I I I, I like that game so much that it's going to be a very strong talking point for me come December. For sure. 
Oh man, uh, what else did we get? Do you you want me to? We have to go through all. These. Run down the they're list all, here. They're all okay. good. Just yeah. do the do the like. We don't have to like give the description here, but like break down what we got going on. So uh, Hades, Hypnospace Outlaw, Spirit Fair, Manifold Garden, Garden Story, Subnautica, and Subnautica Below Zero, Takeshi and Hiroshi, Raji and Ancient Epic, Baron Breakfast, which looks like an absolute delight, uh, a short hike. Evergate, Torchlight 3, Card Shark, and then we got a, a sizzle reel of uh, Haven, Going Under, The Red Lantern, Unrailed, Struggling, and most, She Dreams Elsewhere, uh, Grindstone, which I thought was kind of cool, and Goner 2. So the, I think the best thing about this event was uh, how many of them was just like, and by the way, out today on the switch yeah i wouldn't oh, say and by the way Half most of these games are on sale maybe like a quarter of, yeah quarter of these games just came out later that day uh i ended up buying mm -hmm. quite a few of them uh, i bought spirit fairer um i pre-ordered hypnospace outlaw which actually when we're recording it it'll come out tomorrow so by the time you hear this it's out um takeshi and hiroshi and uh i bought and played through a short hike which uh, I've wanted to do for a while. I actually had that game downloaded through the Itch Bundle and was about to play it, and then Nintendo's like, no, here, here, you can buy it. Here you go. What, what if you bought it? And I'm like, ooh. How did you like it? Uh, I liked it a lot. It was cool. It was it was what I expected. That is a that is an Animal Crossing ass slash um, uh, like walking simulatory kind of game. Yeah. Uh, and I think there was it was a really it was a really fun little time. Um, I I kind of ran through. I, I wouldn't say I ran through it. I, I did some of the side stuff, but uh, I definitely didn't get that boat or anything. Like I saw in the trailer, like he's riding a boat around or she's riding a boat around, and uh, I never did that. But I did climb that mountain. I saw that aurora. Yeah, that was really cool. And then flying down from aurora that mountain Borealis. at the end was was, was awesome. Very very cool. Yeah, I, I could totally see myself going back and playing that game again and, and doing all the little things and doing all the fishing sure. and all It was really cool. Uh, I So uh, not to like take away from Nintendo here by any means, but a couple of these games I was really excited uh, as a huge advocate for the Game Pass service. Uh, I know that a lot of them are launching day and date on that as well. And I, I did get to check out, and I'll be telling you more about it next week because I've put in... A handful of hours into it so far but spirit fair chase i think you'll really enjoy Bought it yep and excited to play i i remember seeing I, that game like maybe a year ago or something and thinking i want to play that and it certainly hadn't been uh announced for switch at that time but uh, i'm no. really glad it came out and i'm excited to give it a shot wink wink nudge nudge maybe you should start playing it this week <laughs> okay <laughs> uh johnny yeah. What stood out to you? What were some of the things that you were excited about? Uh, Hades, uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, uh, yeah. I thought Raji, Baron Breakfast. I mean, dude, so many of these games looked... Card Shark, especially. Card Shark, I, yeah, I card really, shark looks very, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I really, really love... Um, That's Devolver, right? Reigns. I think, I think Devolver's in... I, I'm pretty... Uh, card Shark. I think that they're... Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the developers of Reigns published by Devolver, yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited for that. Uh, I think it's cool that Grindstone is coming to the Switch. Uh, they got a, they got a few uh, Apple Arcade games coming over here now. Yeah, and the, it's it's so cool to me that Nintendo has 
these events, events, quote unquote, uh, dedicated solely to the smaller games that are coming to their platform. I think it's really cool uh, to put eyeballs on games that might otherwise, you know, slip through the cracks for a lot of people. You know, we focus a lot on the word indie in that event title, but the the world, I think, is also equally important. Like, it is incredible how varied these games are, not just for what they are, but the people who make them as well. Who makes them, yeah. That, I think, is always cool. I don't think they did it for this last one, but in previous indie worlds, I know that they would have, like, the country or the city names where the developers were when they were talking to you. Uh, For Raji... They did. They brought on one of the developers, sure. and they're an Indian, yeah, yeah. Indian developer. I mean, they did that. Uh, they yeah, did that no. for pretty much all. I think honestly, the the presentation of this was a really was just really well done as well. It was here. Let's give you some flash in a bit of a trailer. Then let's have the developer talk to you a little bit. Then let's come back out to the two Nintendo voiceover people, and they give you a little bit more information about the gameplay while you see uh, some gameplay on the screen. And then they give you a release date. Like it was, it was very well regimented, like that, and it just made for a really nice presentation that that got me excited about pretty much every game they showed. Honestly, the game I was probably the uh-huh. most disappointed by was Torchlight Three, and I'm a huge Torchlight fan. But that game is like, yeah, it's it's more Torchlight, I guess. It's more Torchlight. But yeah, I think <laughs> that. Um... Hades, obviously, I think is a darling for the three of us here. And I've talked about how much I like that game before. Spirit Fair is quickly climbing up on my heartstrings. But uh, I'm really interested in Garden Story. Yeah. And that was one that, that one I unfortunately cool. didn't get a chance to play the demo of when that came out a few months ago on Steam. But I, I again, I think that that would be the place to play it. And what I, what I do hope, and this is a big ask for a lot of these smaller developers, I think Supergiant's a giant, no pun intended, when it comes to this, but I'd like to see the APK being uh, out there a little bit more where you can put uh, cross-save for, for PC because I, I think the Switch uh, is an amazing device and I like playing games on that a whole lot, but it'd be nice to be able to just have the PC elements a little bit too where I could take that with me. And if a game like The Witcher can do it, I think a lot of these other games can also. Yeah. Garden Story looked really cool. Uh, I, I still have not played Stardew Valley yet. I have it. I should load it up. Oh, I chase. know. I know. Chase. I know. But for some reason, like Garden Story, I look at that and go, I don't want to play that instead. Like That game, that game just looks really neat. I, I, well, then you got Ooblets around the corner. True. You know what else is neat, Chase? Stardew Valley is pretty good too, uh, and then there's the other garden game, like Manifold Garden. I think I is that's a that was an Apple Arcade game, wasn't it? It was. So I played yeah. that on my uh, trial of Apple Arcade, and while the visuals are certainly striking, that that Escher kind of style uh, and the the puzzle stuff was interesting to me. I just did not like navigating. That's what I ran into. So I'm really excited to to play Manifold Garden on something with sticks. Uh, I know it's real I know it's out right now, and I should have picked it up. It's not too terribly expensive. I think it's like 17 bucks. No, um, maybe cheaper. Uh, I I just I bought so many games <laughs> that that day that I didn't feel like I could buy another. Uh, but I will definitely yeah. be playing Man totally fair. at some point. And, and also, like, a different puzzle game that came out somewhat recently, Super Liminal. Um, I want to play both of those games, and I'll probably... Like, those feel like games that I'd probably just play back-to-back at some point. Sure. 
Johnny, uh, yeah. Well, you want to move on down to the the partner shortcuts that happened today? Yeah, um, much less good. Not so, nearly as exciting. <laughs> so let's see. The, the one that I know you guys are most excited for uh, was this Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory game uh, uh-huh. that I announced. You guys, Bobby, Wait. you're just a massive Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, I am Final Fantasy. All about. He loves getting Nord. Uh, I'm Nord. Z, yeah, I'm Nord. Zenorts. Uh, this is was this like specifically supposed to be centered around music or dancing or creating music because it definitely uh, felt like there was a World theme of Tanks for isn't a musical game. <laughs> uh, Have you ever played it? You don't there, know. There was definitely an undercurrent through a lot of these games that had music. And- yeah. Why don't you take us through the list here, Johnny? Uh, let's see. We got uh, Just Dance 2021. I think World you of mean 2K21, please. Oh, 2K. sorry. Come on, please. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which I mentioned. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Rhythmic Adventure Pack. Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Yes. Uh, Jump Force Deluxe Edition. Final, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. Uh, collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. Captain Tsubasa Rise of New Champions. Uh, some DLC for Minecraft Dungeons and a game from Harmonix called Fuser. And that World of Tanks Think? splits. Yes. Oh yeah. Is there anything here that stands out? Like, are you guys excited about any of yeah, these? Yeah, there are a couple things. Like, I I actually think that the the Taiko no Tatsujin I'll be right back. Uh, games look really cool. Like those are those are tiny little RPGs that apparently were on the 3DS that we never got over here, and you the the JRPG battles are actually played in rhythm games. Like, yeah, there's rhythm action to the way those can't come out. Hmm. And that sounds really fun. I, I'd like to give that a shot. And just the art is so fun. And it also looks like it's kind of like a Pokemon game in that it has a bunch of creatures that you can capture and and have on your side when you're doing the battles. So I just thought that looks... Oh, you mean like a, like a Nino Kuni? Sure, if that, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> um... It but does. yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to try that. And then I played the first Final Fantasy Legend on my Game Boy and did not understand what was happening at all and didn't play very okay. much of it. But I do love Game Boy games <laughs> and a Collection of yeah. Saga, Final Fantasy Legend trilogy, whatever. Um, those are those are also Game Boy games, so I kind of want to pull the trigger on that eventually. Um, it, it seems like well, it, it's you, made in the same style as that collection of Mana that came out uh, earlier this year, last year. If you want the true experience, you can detach a Joy-Con and play it in a retro feel, ver- uh, horizontal Game oh, Boy. No. Not that's that's kind of stupid and fun. Uh. Um, I'm surprised they're making another Puyo Puyo Tetris. Like that, yeah. That game seems unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, what are they? What could they add? They showed like, oh, new story mode, and like that is not why I play yeah. a puzzle game. Yeah, and then oh, I get some challenge. Story. Stuff. Who can forget the story? But I mean, it had Doctor Dog, the Dog Doctor, which gotta gotta love him, and Carbuncle, um, Carbuncle for Puyo Puyo, big fan. Um, Garbuncle you know, and. Uh, uh, yeah, that it just didn't to, need a sequel. Like that game's perfect as is. It, but you know, yeah. whatever. I, I would say if there's anything in this list for me, um, and this is a t- I, there's really not for this is not my I thing. Mean, you, I would you say love that Rocky game. 
love love no. character models just like shifting over the floor for no reason. Oh, God, that looks terrible. I, I will tell you, there's probably not. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think there's anything here for me. I, I just this one. You played Minecraft Dungeons. Maybe Final Fantasy. Like, did, yeah, but that, yeah, but that's yeah for sure. I, I like Minecraft Dungeons a whole lot. Um, I guess maybe maybe the uh, Crystal Chronicles remastered like i would check that out potentially mm. no okay i won't check, Listen, that, out. Guys, check that out guys you i i think fuser seems are... interesting but it also got the worst demo i was like the the woman from harmonics like bless her heart she's she's saying cool things and it's like okay but i'm looking at the screen and i'm going i do not see what you are telling me i i still yeah. don't know what the fuck this game is it seemed like each different person was playing different music, and then the audience picked which one was the best. But was that being a DJ? Were you actually changing beats as you... I, I could not tell. Yeah, totally. I could not tell what the hell was going on in that game. But I still think there's something kind of interesting to it. Um, so maybe that, that requires some further uh, exploration on my part. But I... Hmm, yeah, this was just... This is just kind of rough from top to bottom. Other than the Taika, Taika no Tatsujin game, which is a port, like, eh, I could kind of take it or uh, leave it. What about Captain Tsubasa, Rise of New Champions? I mean, we talked about that in the August preview. Uh, uh, still has a yeah. hype as fuck trailer, and then you see the gameplay and you go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> eh, I guess we're okay. Um, yeah, I, it's... Look, on one hand... We're sitting here waiting on bated breath for information from Microsoft and Sony. And then Nintendo continually puts out back-to-back -back, like information for their fans. Even though there's not stuff here for me on this one, I appreciate the platform that they're giving to other people to tell people about their games, but also the continual communication that they've had. Like, good on you, Nintendo. We might not know what your bigger plans are for the rest of the year, but you're certainly keeping the conversation going about what's current. Give us Mario Galaxy, you cowards. Seriously. Johnny, take uh, us to the news, man. What else we got besides Nintendo? That was a big uh, one. So there was one other Nintendo story uh, that we can just touch yeah. on briefly. Uh, but So there are rumors going around earlier this year that Nintendo is going to release a upgraded Switch. Uh, that Nintendo came out and promptly squashed those rumors. Uh, but there seems to be some reputable reporting coming out of uh, Bloomberg uh, that there will be an upgraded model of the Switch next year. Uh, which would be more akin to like the new Nintendo 3DS or PS4 Pro Xbox One X. Um, so it mentions 4K graphics, which I assume means it will output to TVs in 4K, not that it will have a 4K LCD screen inside of it, because I can't imagine you get more than 30 minutes of battery life with something like that. I don't know. Um, I think it just opens up the possibility for developers to continue porting games over to that that yeah. hardware as that becomes a bit more of a focus for a lot of the, the work that they're doing. Right. Um, I, I think that's cool. I, I hope that this doesn't do the thing that uh, happened on the 3DS where uh, they put out games that are optimized for this new hardware, but you can still play them on the old hardware, but they run like absolute dog shit because that was the thing yeah but uh, like, on the 3DS. also it it was but it wasn't because they just didn't make a lot of games that took advantage solely of the new nintendo 3ds correct 
because why split your market like that? That that's my problem with this is that I, I like what does an upgraded switch do? Like there's so many switches out there now. Oh, why are you going to split the market and do something like that? Uh, probably like you know faster uh, CPU, probably 1080p display over the 720 that you have in there. Uh, probably improved Joy Cons. I would ho- I would imagine. Um, fix the Joy Con the drift. I, honestly, dude. I don't know, but this is just the world we're living yeah. in. Uh, I, the, the take I saw that was kind of interesting, and maybe it's just splitting hairs, maybe these are actually the same thing, but w- somebody was discussing the idea that you know this, this isn't necessarily like an upgraded Switch. This is just the new Nintendo console. Like That's, that's how we sure. should treat this, even if they're one and the same. like This is just the new Nintendo console they, that has backwards compatibility with the Switch and all your Switch shit. Like okay now, like I, if you if you sell it to me like that, I kind of understand. We're at the start of a new generation for Microsoft and Sony. If Nintendo comes out and says, "Hey, we have a quote unquote new console as well that is allowed to play those games," I, it's really the messaging at that point for me. But if somebody says, "Hey, we have an upgraded Switch that's just another one of those like half step consoles," that that doesn't sell me. And even though those things sound basically the same, for some reason, calling it one thing and calling it this other thing, like that doesn't quite work for me. I don't know. Well, I mean, Nintendo's come out and said that they're going to... Like, I, I don't think that it would be the former that you said, just because, one, it's only been three and a half, four years since the release of the original Switch, so them putting out something that would be considered a whole separate thing. I don't I mean it, it doesn't really it happening. doesn't have to be a whole separate thing. Like there's like the the Game Boy but Color is that... technically a separate thing from the Game Boy, but they both play True. those games. Like it's like when you when you put the split up like that, it starts to make more sense to me. But if it's I... if it's like a here's the new Nintendo 3DS that does that has like a tiny tiny slightly faster processor that that a couple of developers of took i do too uh but a couple of developers take advantage of a couple of exclusive games come to it and that's basically it like there needs to be an actual split where it says this is the new switch there are new switch games that go on it but you can also play all your old switch games then i then i'd be a little bit more inclined but if it's just going to be this hey we did a little bit of work and probably no one's going to take advantage of it because everyone wants to have that that install base of the of right. the normal switch then what's the point i think that they have gotten pretty smart about like they're not trying to have too many spinning plates any longer when it comes to what they have like they've got their switch light now they're they're sunsetting on everything else besides the switch brand and i think that they're going to continue to support the switch for some time i do feel that they're going to have to like one of the reasons I think the Switch has been as as successful as it has been is how many people have been bringing shit over to it, and mm-hmm. um, it might not it's, be the first choice it's for the most me. Third party support Nintendo's had since probably like what the Super Nintendo. Correct. And I'll be a Game Boy. Yeah. I don't necessarily need like. Do I need to play The Witcher Three on the Switch? No. Am I compelled by the idea? Sure. Am I going to? No. But what I would say is I think as they continue to evolve and, and invoke more people to come to their platform and, and like, hey, keep us in mind when you're making shit, I do see 
having more power and resources on a development standpoint being very appealing. I think the switch itself is going to have to make a decision of like, okay, this is to Chase's point. This is the new switch. Kind of like what Sony's doing. We're like Microsoft is saying, we support you playing our games regardless of when they come out. You have a phone. Great. You had a tablet. Great. Well, if it's Android, uh, if you've got uh, the old Xbox, new Xbox, whatever it would be, that's cool too. Um, we don't really give a shit if you buy our, our hardware, subscribe to our service. Where then Sony's making that hard stance of, no, 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 no. Like, if you want to play our shit, get a PS5. We're done with PS4. Fuck you later. And they move on, which is, I, I really appreciate that definitive, there's a line in the sand. This is where developers have to go. Like, they even said, like, anything that comes out or that you submit to us by July 29 or 2020 has to be able to run on PlayStation 5. And I think for Nintendo, They'll have to be a bit more direct with that. But we'll see. Time will tell. 2021, around March maybe, accompany it with Breath of the Wild 2. I would not be upset about either one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. we'll see what happens with that. Uh, they put a date out today for the new Call of Duty, which is just... Hey, just I, Doctor, Dr. Disrespect told me about this game. Oh, fuck. I blocked his channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, tried to for, I tried to find shit out in the game. It's the only person I could find talking about it was Dr. Yeah. Disrespect. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which is a mouthful and like a bad title. Uh, but it's coming out November 13th. Uh, it is a direct sequel to the first Black Ops game, and it looks to be similar to what we had with Modern Warfare last year, where it's a lot of the same characters uh, that we're used to seeing in these series, but they're doing different stuff. So um, They did a dumb thing. You want to play this on shiny new hardware? $69. So, I mean, this is basically what certain other developers did at the beginning of this current generation, where mm-hmm. you buy the game, you pay 10 bucks. And you get the new version, right? Uh, so I, it's not surprising, especially considering it's Activision, and you know they're not going to give anything for free, right? Um, so while it's disappointing because there are other developers who are saying, "Hey, if you buy the game on this platform, we'll give it to you on this one at no extra charge." Uh, like I, this is the first of what I assume will be many developers coming out after it after five oh five last week. And hey, at least it's only ten bucks instead of forty, like you have to do for control. Johnny, you're kind of the resident sure. COD fan here. I know that you've bought Modern Warfare a couple times this year. Only once, because I, my cousin who I do game share with, bought it on Xbox. So, so you have it did, on PC. I did buy it on PC because I this that's the best Call of Duty has been in years. So November, there's not anything really coming out in November that you care about. So no, not at all. Uh, are you going to pick up this game then? Or are you going to wait? I'm going to cross my fingers that uh, my cousin pulls through and buys it okay. on Xbox. Um, but I I will check it out. I will also say I'm still playing Modern Warfare on a regular basis. And sure. it's the first time I can say that I'm playing a Call of Duty game this late into the following year after it released since Modern Warfare 2. Uh, which was 11 years ago. 
Um, so I'm 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 very interested to see more about this game, especially the multiplayer, because uh, they're touting it as the next generation of Call of Duty multiplayer, which is where I spend the vast vast majority of my time with those games. Um, so also uh, we got a CGI uh, Ronald Reagan, the Gipper. Yeah. Is going to be uh, featured in in the story of this game, which I thought was interesting because usually you know that it's a it's a fictitious Generic. president, yeah. Or it wasn't the last uh, time. Some others wasn't. Didn't they have Kennedy in the like the Black Ops franchise? Oh yeah. You know, I guess you're right. Yeah, I I just I don't really I haven't played any of the Black Ops campaigns except for the first one. Um. Cool. I guess I, I'm I'm curious. I enjoyed the first Black Ops game. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be picking this up because there's a, a lot around that time. Yep. And uh, I think it's something that maybe down the road, if it's on sale, I might check out. But I, I said the same thing for Modern Warfare, and I haven't done that yet either. Yeah, so we'll see. Because this is, as you implied, coming out very close to the still... Assassin's Creed, Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. Watch Dogs, yep. all that. A lot of, a lot of bangers coming out. Around then, uh, I wouldn't know. We haven't done our November preview. Yet. Oh, that's sorry. fair. Fair. Um, fair. Over the weekend, uh, DC had their fan dome, which you know, despite the name being stupid, I thought that it was. They showed up very well. Some lots of cool stuff they got put out. Uh, we got our first glimpse at uh, the Batman, star- starring Edward Cullen himself. Uh, we also got a look at some video games. So. Uh, everyone has been speculating for years now what Rocksteady's new game is going to be. Uh, I think there was r- rumor it was going to be a Superman game at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then they kind of squashed that whenever they sent out this tweet a week or so ago of the pro- the picture of the back of Spider-Man with the crosshairs on his head that said Suicide Superman, Squad. Superman, not Spider-Man. Su- what? Did it I say Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Oh, su- Spider-Man. Superman. Kill the Superman. Yep. Um, so... Their new game is called Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, and it comes out in 2022, which <sighs> is the first big game I can think of that we know for a fact is coming out in 2022. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, it's got that third-person shooter element to it. It brings in four characters. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit more of a gritty version of what like marvel's avengers is trying to do it seems mm-hmm. to be a bit more straightforward already in this messaging of what it's not and i think marvel really struggled with that avengers game or square to really land the plane on what what it was or wasn't and even though this game's out two years they're still saying like here's what you'll be able to do here's what we're hoping and uh one of the other things they showed at that fandom event was james gunn's take on the suicide squad and i think that there is going to be quite a bit more buzz and household naming now with that yeah what there was but nothing was actually really Uh, shown for the rocksteady game like they they had it was a cinematic trailer trailer, which which looked nice which had good voice acting but they said a lot of stuff what it what it was going to be but we didn't actually see any gameplay or anything to to back up what that no, game just a cinematic like. yeah i mean I'm sure i, I think fine. rocksteady has but yeah yeah they have a good enough pedigree at this totally. point that you know you can trust that there will be a level of quality to whatever product they put out also um, i'm just kind of bummed that it's a licensed product at all like i would love to see rocksteady just get to do break free and do something different. whatever they want to do like that seems 
That seems more interesting to me. Maybe this is what they wanted to do. Maybe, maybe. I, I just find uh, maybe I didn't even watch that Suicide movie, Suicide Squad movie, but like that killed my interest in anything Suicide Squad. Even if the other Suicide Squad things are actually pretty good, I've it's going to take a lot for me to get my motivation back to be interested in any of this shit. Says the guy who saw Venom in the theater. I, but I like Venom. Like I, I like. Yeah. I don't like the movie. Then you, th- that's the, you're not helping yourself here because if you like that character, that movie shit all totally. over it. Yes, but I watched that movie because I like that <laughs> character. I don't give a fuck about DC stuff. Like maybe Batman, maybe, but I, ju- I what do not give a shit about uh, any of these other characters. No, not Nightwing. Look, you're, not you're just mad they didn't get Jared Leto to play the Joker yeah, again. That, we know that you have your tickets booked for Mars that's Island. My problem, God, <laughs> the Messiah. Yes. All right, um, let's talk about the other Batman game that doesn't have Batman. Uh, Batman's in it. He's just dead. Is he so though? Is Captain America. Um, yeah, Gotham Knights. This is the game by the same people who put out. Arkham Origins, right? Which yeah. is the worst Arkham game. I mean, that, that's right? not, uh, I mean, yes, but also Rocksteady made the other ones, so like those were very good. <laughs> yeah, like it's by default. But also, I don't know. I, I maybe that game, I didn't okay, play. But that Origins game. also, maybe to phrase it, uh, was not a very good game. Is that true? It was the right? weakest of the the weakest of them. Okay, did you play it, Bobby? Uh. I I played a little bit, but it was very broken when it launched. If you don't remember that, ah uh, uh, yes, it was stifled with problems that made it damn near uh, impossible to play. And why, I, why uh, do games break, get, Master Wayne? So they get picked up again, so Mister Wayne. Up again. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Johnny, no. what what I so Chase? We know he doesn't care about this, but super really don't like care. Uh, I thought this looked like a cool uh, cool take on it, and. Uh, it seems like a fun game to play with people. Yeah. I mean, you you play as Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Robin. Who the uh, fuck is Red Hood? He is Jason Todd. He's the Robin that the Joker damn near kills. Like, he's he is one of the... So who's Nightwing? Uh, uh, Nightwing is grown-up he's, Robin. He's grown-up Robin, so, yeah. So, wait. I Look, think he's we don't Tim, have time he, to get yeah. into the intricacies. There's been there's been uh, three so it's Robins. So three Robins okay. and a Batgirl is what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah. One Robin was thought to be dead. Uh-huh. And three Robins, did, a girl, and a pizza. Who, shot. Which 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 <laughs> Robin is Teen Titans Robin? Uh, Robin. Is that Damien? Nightwing. I don't fucking know. Maybe. I think no. one Robin is. I think Nightwing is in Teen Titans. Nightwing is Tim Drake. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and then there was another one. Um, the current Robin in this one is one I can't think of who it was. Jason Todd's storyline is very interesting, regardless of of the, like it's just it's fucking brutal. He gets beaten near death with a crowbar and then blown up. Hmm. And uh, not, not well, when I saw this trailer, not knowing who the fuck Red Hood was, I was like, I'm pretty sure that uh, Deadpool is not a, Bat- a DC character. And then, well, D- death, Deathstroke, Deathstrike, Death Slade, Death Slade. That, that's who I know him as because I watch Teen Titans. <laughs> well, you know how he got his name right. No. Well, Deadpool uh-huh. is was named Cheek and Tongue because of Deathstroke. Excuse me. 
So, tongue in cheek. Sorry. <laughs> he, uh, I'm getting all these mixed up. He's talking about Deadpool Deathstroke. Maybe you got to so, get your Deadpool, cheek out of your tongue. That's the problem. <laughs> Bobby's having an actual stroke. I'm having a stroke. Um, he was made as a, like they were making fun of right. DC. And so they, they played off the name and just ran with it. But it 100% like mimicked, even visually it, a little bit, the aesthetic of what they did with Deathstroke. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think this game looks looks all right. Looks like it should be a good time. Yeah, even if it's like two years Avengers, out. Doesn't it? Both of these games yeah, are. Yeah, it's just one comes out two years later than the other one. I, th- I think the other one, I think Suicide Squad is going to have that more jump in, jump out. The one thing that they were very clear about was regardless of it being a mission or the full story, you can play... Uh, you can play this game uh, with or without friends. Yeah, uh, and this thing. comes out next year. Yep, one year apart. Not as of as of this podcast, it is a 2021 game. Uh, and then finally, bring us home. Uh, Summer games done quick. Uh, 2020 raises 2.3 million dollars for Doctors Without Borders. So that's awesome. Uh, they will make that much money. Uh, did you guys watch any of the uh, speed runs from this? Not while it was going on. No. Uh, I did catch up on a couple ones. Is is two point three? That's that's less than they've made before, right? I think it's a lot less. But I mean, also it's a it's, a, so it's a completely online thing. They had to change up their format because of COVID stuff, and and totally understand that. I think on one hand, I actually really enjoyed the new format. You. It's so much easy easier to search for these runs on the AGDQ uh, YouTube channel because they're all just uploaded there, and they were uploaded really quickly too. Usually, it takes a day or two from the normal AGDQ SGDQ for people to cut those up and put those on on the YouTube channel. Um, so that it was really nice to be able to go, man, I can just find all of these runs super easy. And also it's just missing something. It doesn't feel right. Like I, I am mostly annoyed by the AGDQ crowd, but for some reason I need them. I need them there to clap at stupid shit. I need the couch (laughs) to be there. Like a lot of these runners had, a virtual couch of, of people, friends that they knew who were still doing the same kind of explanation stuff while they played, but you couldn't see their faces. Like they weren't, they weren't zooming in on that. Like there wasn't the couch antics that you get at, at one of these events. And I think, I think that's important to me. <laughs> like watching, trying to watch a couple of these going, I don't know. Like I could suffer through. Yeah. Like not great runs, like people who would make mistakes and were were really fucking up and having, but it was a fun time because the crowd was into it because the couch was giving him shit. Like you could suffer through that in a in a way that was still kind of fun and interesting. And in this one, I watched a guy mess up on Sonic the Hedgehog two, and I immediately went, "Yeah, I'm done. I, I don't I don't need to keep watching this. Like he's he's not on world record pace or anything. So what what's the point of me watching this?" And yeah. that was kind of a bummer to me, even if I think that the searchability of this stuff made it really, really cool. Uh, it, yeah, sure. Like they didn't have a race. Like I think they had, fire. they had some races. They didn't have like a, a Super Mario Maker race, which is always like my favorite thing for 
any GDQ thing. Uh, I think there was a Pokemon race of some sort. I think there was a, a Mario race, like Mario World or something like that, or Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, but it just, it felt different, and it wasn't it wasn't sure. as fun as I know Games Done Quick can be, and that sucks, because that's due to a pandemic. That is certainly not their fault. Hopefully, they'll be able to have another in-person event at some point in the future, and I look forward to that. But good on them for, for making the best out of a bad situation and, and still raising. Totally. Yeah, man. Yep. Well, Johnny, thank you so news. much for taking us to the news. There was a lot to get through as we have been uh, two weeks since we've last recorded worth of news and uh, gaming. Um, Chase, I know that you mentioned that you're going to be putting out an article, a review for Banner Maids on Gamers on the Go, your other podcast. Is there anything else going on with that right now? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, Gamers on the Go, where can we where can we hear that stuff? And where can we find your articles? Uh, GamersOnTheGo.com. You can find all of our stuff there. And like I said, that, that new uh, review will go up there relatively soon. Um, and then we've got a SoundCloud. And uh, if you prefer listening to the podcast there, uh, just search for Gamers on the Go on SoundCloud and you'll... Nice. Johnny, what about you? How's things with the family? What are you playing with your son? Uh, besides Castle Crashers, we still have our ongoing game of Monopoly, um, which has still been a lot of fun. And cool. uh, that's basically it. We've been going on lots of long walks during Good. this quarantine. Nice. Guys, I, I just um, want to Congratulations. I, um, so I put together the Lego set with Sarah, and we decided that we would play a little bit more tabletop gaming and we got a really cool game called western tropic and it is a grid based version of hold'em texas it takes place in the future and uh there's some really cool mechanics there where you can fuck each other over pretty good with that deck because uh you're moving your character and they got a handful of characters that you can play with the game's like 25 dollars if you buy it and it's got i love to collect playing cards um we got a bunch of different decks of cards at the house with different styles, and this is a really beautiful deck of cards. Um, uh, the other, I can't remember the guy's name. That it was a Kickstarter project. He's had a few other uh, really successful games there, but Western Tropic, definitely check it out. Um, we had a ton of fun playing through that the other night, and we got a couple other games coming in too, but Western Tropic was the most recent one. Very with cool. that, um, this show. If you have any hot takes on the Nintendo stuff that we discussed, any of the the DC fandom things. Uh, we've, we've talked about a lot of really cool games that are, are pretty recent that are coming out. Uh, if anything that you've been playing recently uh, th- is worth us talking about or just not worth us talking about, please shoot us a message and let us know. You can do so very easily as we are hosted by Anchor, and you can leave us a voice message on that service, or you can email us, the Casual Hour Gmail, or drop us a line on Twitter, at the Casual Hour. We're all over the place. Um, this is the last episode before... Uh, I think next week is a preview episode that Chase always sets up for us. We're going to be telling you about the games we enjoyed the most in August and the ones we're looking forward to the most in September. So we will be uh, back next week with some hot takes there. In the meantime, play something new and let us know what you think. Take care, everybody. 